What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here. And today we are going to be interviewing a legend in the sport of jiu-jitsu, a clockwork armbar. We're going to leave the names out because she's got a day job and I want her to keep that job. And this episode is going to get real rowdy. Um, me and her have a very, very dark sense of humor. So I'm thinking that this is going to get real dark. Um, super excited for this one. A really, really good friend of mine. And it's freaking wild how much she's grown in these past couple of years. I think this episode is going to be amazing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. But before we do that, you know what you got to do. Go on whatever app you're listening to. Share it on your Instagram or social media. Give me a five-star review. Let us know that you support us. And if you're interested in the area, visit my gym, Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. If you want to buy my instructional Sultan of Strangles Scarf Hold series on Teachable, soon to be on BJJ Fanatics. And other than that, thank you so much for your support. Enjoy the episode. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How's it going? <laughs> good, how are you? <laughs> good, good. So just a heads up, like uh, this app is pretty good, but sometimes okay. it just fucking dies. So if it does, I'm just going to send you another link and we just start where we left off. Perfect. Okay. That is works your like Wi-Fi on right now? Um, let me just triple check. Yeah, my Wi-Fi is on. Okay, cool. And you have good service? Yeah, no, I should. All right, awesome. Uh, I'm going to do the intro and then we'll start, all right? Perfect. All right. What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here, and I am with one of my favorite people in all of jujitsu. One of the darkest, most evil, most badass women <laughs> on the planet. We are not going to reveal her name because we're going to talk about some dark stuff today, some filth and some memes. So please <laughs> welcome a clockwork armbar. How is it going? Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> I told you back like years ago that you have a golden radio voice and you need to do a <laughs> podcast or something. And I saw you, you recently were talking about starting one. Yes. So, um, you know, it, I, I actually don't like the way that my voice sounds. Um, I, I've always been told my whole life that I have like kind of like a stoner voice. Get the um, fuck out of here. Who said that? <laughs> like everybody growing up. So kind of like i'm like self-conscious about no it. no way that's yeah. so funny no you have a fucking golden radio voice but yeah me and uh you know shout out to scotty arlene we're gonna make a podcast together we're still in the works but it's good to know about this app because you know maybe we could do it through the app now yeah because listen um i've always wanted to do a podcast but i'm like i don't i gotta buy a mic i gotta get a studio yeah. i gotta do it and then i'm like you know what let's be realistic am i going to really do that no. Yeah. So it's literally an app and um, I've got 15,000 uh, listeners now and you could do a lot with just a fucking random ass app, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll definitely have to keep that in mind for sure. <laughs> Helps because she's, you know. Because she's what? Yeah. Because she's like in another area too. So it's like we, we don't have to always meet up to, to podcasts, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Like she is such a sweetheart. At, at uh at immortals yeah but then i then i was watching your close friend story and i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> this fucking woman is a wild woman she's the best <laughs> yeah that's freaking amazing yeah. so 
let's get right into like right into the uh crazy stuff tell us about your emo phase because when i first met you you were a white belt you're a sweetheart by the way like um you're very nice to me when we first met i'm like yeah this girl's awesome i remember you had the emo haircut (laughs) you weren't really as confident as you are now tell us about your emo phase um well i was never like emo i'm not really into like emo stuff but Uh uh I, I really like, you know, old school punk and goth music. So <laughs> So you, you never listened to like My Chemical Romance? Um, maybe for a brief period in like middle school, but uh-huh. I mean I'm more of like uh like Misfits, um, you know, Susie and the Banshees, Sisters of Mercy, um, Bauhaus, like more more like eighties gothic. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Okay. So definitely not emo for sure. Cause I listened to a lot of what you just mentioned. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's um there's not too many people like us in jujitsu, like the real metal heads. Like I'll talk to people, like, yeah, I love metal. I'm like, what do you listen to? And they'll say Metallica. And listen, I love Metallica, but that's your favorite band, bro. Get the fuck yeah. away from me. You know? So um cardigan, as they would say, like a very bland um human being. Yeah, right. I'm like, bro, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I wanted to ask, what got you started in jujitsu, and did you feel like you fit in right from the beginning? Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I basically got into it for um for self defense. That, and I was just like looking for like a hobby. Um. I, I did karate as like a kid, you know, and nice. uh, I'm kind of like, you know. I've done a few different things, but, um, mainly for self-defense and, um, yeah, I, I feel like I fit in like right off the bat. Like I walked in and, uh, my instructor, you know, Yanni, he, uh, he was playing the Deftones and I'm like, oh. <laughs> right. but then you realize that's the only playlist he's, he ever plays. Yeah. And it's still playing. <laughs> it's still playing today. Yeah. And then also, you know, funny story, um, you know, I, I took a few classes and, uh, and one day I walk in and, and my cousin's there and I had no clue that he was training there, but like, I mean, that was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and did you live in, like, where'd you grow up? I grew up in, um, in Northern Jersey. Um, so I'm, I'm from the area that I am in now. Um, you know, I moved away briefly, but I mean, I, I've pretty much been in this entire life. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't. I actually don't know where that is. You you want to keep that private for the podcast, right? Yeah, just to be on the safe side. <laughs> okay, it's in the woods, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We're okay, it's in the woods. Okay, okay, okay. I think we're I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what made you travel all the way to freaking Wayne to train? Um. Well, actually, it's not that far. It's like you know within thirty minutes. Oh wow! Really? Okay. Yeah. So it's like one of the closer ones in the area. And then um, I know, you know, a friend of mine just was like, hey, you know, I want to try this. What do you think? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And um, I ended up sticking with it. And, um, you know, shout out to Melissa. She quit for a little bit, but she came back and she's um, up training at, at Toro right now. So that's pretty What's awesome. That? Train. I wonder if I know her. Yeah. I, I don't know if she'd want me to say her name, but I could tell you afterwards. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yo, so the day, um, so I bought all my mats. I bought the wall mats. I paid the rent. 
And me being the idiot that I am, I'm like, all right, this is enough mats, right? Yeah. So I lay the mats down the day before I'm supposed to open up the gym. Yeah. And it's not nearly the amount of mats that I needed. Oh, geez. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm fucked. There's yeah. two things I do. I could go on freaking some website, buy some new mats, and it's going to cost like 6000 bucks with overnight delivery. Or I could go on Marketplace. So I go on Marketplace, and I see Toro was getting rid of Oh, wow. Their mats. So the night before I open, I find the mats and it's just enough to fill up my spot. Wow. That's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a huge pessimist and I have like a very dark freaking mindset like you. But that day I'm like, man, there might be a God up there. I, I definitely think that some things are, are meant to happen. You know what I mean? Some yeah. And that was well. definitely one of them. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so you started jujitsu for self-defense. What made you say, hey, let's start competing? Um, okay, so white through blue belt, I hated competing. Like I had a very rough um like relationship with competing. Mm -hmm. Mainly um, you know, like not to get too TMI. Um, but you know, I, I had an eating disorder for a while, uh, which is why I was probably like pretty thin when you met me. Um, so I got over that, but a lot of times when you get, you have like a rebound weight gain and yeah. it was hard for me to meet a certain number. Um, and also it was just hard to go on scales in front of people for a long time. Um, so, oh and, uh, you know, a few other things, I just really didn't enjoy competing probably because of that. And then it started after my knee injury. Uh, I just like... I like things like if someone tells me that like, oh, you know, you can't do this or it's going to be like more difficult. Like it makes me want to like a bit more, you know, so I knew uh -huh. a knee injury and COVID and, and that really like got me into it. Yeah, I remember like uh, in the very beginning, I remember we used to roll and I'm like, why don't you compete? You're like really good. And I, and I remember you like we're not confident. And I'm like, man, one day she's going to understand how good she is and she's going to go out there. And you finally did. And I'm like, not surprised how good you're doing. No, I, I definitely appreciate that. You know, I, I really, um, the first few that I did, I, I really just kind of fell in love with the adrenaline. And mm -hmm. so that that's kind of like what got me into it and hooked. Um, real quick, uh, you said yeah. you have your Wi-Fi on, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, how, how's your service without the Wi-Fi? Um, I, I think it should be good. Yeah. Let's try cutting the Wi-Fi because um, when you're speaking, like sometimes it'll cut out for like a second or two. Yeah. Let's try that. See what happens. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How, perfect. You hear me better? Um, yeah. I, I hear you just the same. Like your, your service was always good. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this or not, but I, I know that um, eating disorders are huge. Yeah. Especially amongst women and, uh, you know, someone like yourself who goes out there and fights. I, uh, it would, I think it would been, inspire a lot of women if you maybe talk about and how you overcame it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I'm pretty open about it now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when I started jujitsu, I, um, I, I didn't weigh much at all. I was like maybe like 117 or something like that. Uh -huh. And I'm, I'm five foot seven. So I'm, I'm very tall. Yeah. Um, and it, it was more of like, um, 
like a numbers thing. I, I had it for years and I was obsessed with the number on the scale. I didn't like how I looked. I wasn't happy about it. Um, I isolated myself from the people around me so that I could continue my habits, you know? Uh-huh. And that, that's another thing that was good about jujitsu. It's like at first it, um, it kind of made things worse in a way because everyone's so focused on their weight and whatnot. So it was like a, an automatic, um, you know, like difficulty. And then out of nowhere, it was like better, you know, like I, I kind of got over it because I had to be around people. I had to be strong to, to train, you know, so uh -huh. I, I kind of had no choice, but to, you know, like if this was something that I wanted to do and, and if I wanted to keep the friends around me, I had to fix my habits. And, you know, I, I had gone through, you know, years of therapy and I'd gone to dietitians and I mean, now I could definitely say, you know, that I'm a hundred percent better. Like, I don't think the thing. Really? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I remember you told me, I forgot what it was, some issue with your stomach. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember, I don't remember what it was. We were, we were eating after uh, some tournament together. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I can't eat that. And I'm like, why? And you're like, my stomach just won't digest it or it'll take like three days to digest it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I remember you had to order something like very like not tasty. Yeah. So sometimes, um, so when I was like 17, um, th this is even pre, I would say pre eating disorder. Uh huh. I was like 17. I, I was having a lot of issues with reflux. I would wake up like uncomfortable and um, it, it kind of hurt when I didn't eat and I hurt, it hurt when I ate. Um, oh, man. It was just like a lot of acid. Um, and I went to a, um, a, you know, a doctor, a GI for, you know, an endoscopy. And what they found was, you know, even though I fasted for the endoscopy, the food was still in my stomach and they diagnosed me with gastroparesis, which just means that my my food digests really, really slow. Uh-huh. So um, I'm good for the most part, like 99% of the time, but sometimes I go through like phases where it's worse than others and I have to be like very careful. Um, and I have to have like a very bland diet when I have like, you know, bouts of it, I would say. Oh, so it's an on and off thing. It's not always there. So it's always, um, it's always slower. Um, like I digest slower than the average person, I would say always. Uh -huh. But there are times where like, you know, after the holidays, um, after I have like long periods of just eating terribly or eating a, like too much that my stomach can't handle. Mm -hmm. um, I'll have like, you know, periods of just pain and discomfort and reflux and, that's kind of when I have to, you know, like fix my diet a little bit. Uh, and and what what triggers it? Like you said, red meat. Um. So for a while it was red meat. Now I've been pretty good with it lately, and I've been increasing it in my diet. Uh huh. But if I have too much, um, it's basically just things that digest slow. Um, greasy foods for sure are are a big trigger of it. Uh -huh. Um, things like that. Breads aren't very good you know rice is very good for my stomach like that's something that's always been a staple uh-huh so what about pasta pasta is another thing that that could you know it could trigger it. it depends everything in excess could trigger it but interesting greasy foods um that's a big one if i have you know too much of anything that's like too heavy interesting it's funny because like i don't have issues digesting but i notice the, the foods you just mentioned not to eat, 
if I do eat them, I feel kind of tired the next day. I don't, I don't feel um, yeah. like I'm on my A game. But if I, you know, the rice, the chicken, et cetera, if I eat that, I'm good the next day. I feel really good. Yeah, it's a similar concept. It's just more, um, more escalated. You know, I just digest a little slower than, than you know, than you probably do. So it's just a little bit worse. You know. Yeah, I remember um, Gordon. Gordon went to a doctor, and they diagnosed him with gastroparesis, but it actually wasn't gastroparesis. It was something else. Oh, really? That's, yeah. That's... Have you have you been to more than one doctor or just one? I had just gone to one and they had put me on um, like Nexium. Uh-huh. Honestly, I, ever since then, I haven't really been back. I probably should. I'm not really good, yeah. you know, going to doctors. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just take like I, I have Nexium and, and I try to get I try to stay good with it, but I'm really bad with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way you worded that i try to be good with it but i'm really bad with it so you yeah. don't really try to be good with it yeah no <laughs> so what you just forget to take your meds um honestly like i only take it when my stomach's really bad <laughs> you know i try oh, but you're supposed to take it regularly you should you know <clears throat> okay getting like out of hand you know yeah because <laughs> i'm on um i'm on blood thinners Cause I had a pulmonary embolism and I got to take my blood thinners every day. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of days where I'm not a lot of days, but there's times where I'm like, bro, I just don't want to take this shit today. <laughs> <laughs> For so sure. I know, I know the feeling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was going to say uh, the stomach issues um, that lasted a long time. The, um, the eating disorder, that you overcame now when we combine those three into the competitive world did you ever have flare-ups uh before or after a competition oh for sure um, um i mean luckily like it, it's been pretty good like i can't say that i've had too many bad but you know I, i've had a few competitions that i threw up beforehand and mm -hmm. for anxiety i mean I, I always have anxiety like with competing um that that's kind of like a staple for me but uh-huh um, you know, unrelated to anxiety, like I'll just have a lot of reflux and I've had to throw up before competitions before, which makes you feel like shit. It makes you feel. I weird. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I think it was a grappling industries you did and you told me like, yeah, I haven't eaten. It was uh, for, <laughs> I haven't eaten in like two days. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, you go. <laughs> Good luck out there. And you ended up getting double gold, which was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I remember that one exactly. That, that the one, one in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, that was a rough day. <laughs> that was a fucking rough fucking day. Yeah, rough day. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's... Uh, do you watch Game of Thrones at all? I don't, know. There's this one There's this one quote where he asks Ned Stark, uh, this is his son, he's like, um, when, when can a man be brave... And he says, um, because he's scared to like go into battle. And he says, that's the only time you could be brave <laughs> is when you're scared and you have anxiety, but you do it anyway. So what, what advice would you give the competitors out there who have anxiety and they're nervous, but they just decide to not compete? Like what advice would you give them? People who want to, but they're too nervous to do it. I mean, I would say, you know, if it's something that you want to do, um, definitely try to like ease your way into it. Um, start with like really small, 
local tournaments, even starting with like an in-house tournament could definitely decrease your anxiety because you're around friends and people that look familiar to you. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I would say maybe work your way up, like do like a local, um, you know, tournament, maybe like in town, like, you know, around your town or whatever. Um, and for me, it's um, like building a routine, like the day that you're going to compete definitely decreases anxiety. It's kind of like a little bit of like an OCD thing, but um, yeah off your boxes and make yourself comfortable like you know like if you always want to have this for breakfast or you always want to wake up at this time that's going to help to decrease your anxiety you know what what would you say your pre uh your competition day um routine is um it depends on the competition like if it's in the morning or at night Um, let's do morning first and we'll do night okay yeah morning um so I, i like to get up like significantly before like a few hours before Mm-hmm. um I'll get up um you know basically get changed um I I feel like I always need to have coffee uh-huh um I like you know if the competition's early like I'll instead of having like food in the morning I'll have like something like a smoothie um just uh-huh. lighter but you still get the sugar yeah you know pack my bags go I like to get there you know maybe like an hour or two early um and lately, you know, in, in my older age, now I like to warm up. I, I never did that before, but, <laughs> you know. Especially with the knee. Now you're like, I got to warm up now. Yeah, now it's the other knee too. So. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's always something. But, uh, but yeah, definitely, you know, warming up helps a lot. I like to run sprints. And uh, that definitely gets my confidence up to run sprints. Mm-hmm. Question for you. Yeah. How often do you run sprints? Oh, only only as a, a warm up competition. Yeah, here's the thing I tell people, because I used to do that too. Yeah, I tell people if that's not part of your workout and you're doing it to warm up for your comp, your body is gonna be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, because a- I used to be like, "Hey, I gotta warm up. I run up and down the bleachers," and I'm like, "Oh man, my legs are shot now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not the best, but it's um. It's always worked for me, but um, it's I could definitely see how that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So sprints, what else? Um, sprints. Um, I used to lift weights, but that's a terrible idea. Really? What lift weights before your comp? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I used to like. <laughs> Support for Rambling with Rack is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off free worldwide shipping with the code RAKRAK at manscaped.com. And if my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. Guys, Manscaped has truly changed my life. Y'all know Middle Eastern men. We got some serious, dense forestry down there. I have tried everything. I've tried the -the over-the-counter buzzers. I have tried straight razors. I have tried regular razors. And nothing has made Manscaping easier than Manscaped. All right, guys, so the Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, 
performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Guys, the ball deodorant, all right? Let's say you're on your last set of leg press at the gym and your girl hits you up, says, what are you doing? You don't have time to take a shower. You just take a quick little um, whiff of that ball deodorant, wipe down there, and head over to her house. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0, the trimmer is a future of grooming, and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is a waterproof and also has 400K LED spotlight you need for more precise shaves. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Guys, as an Iranian man, I could attest to you that when using a regular buzzer, if you go to my bathroom floor, it literally looks like you just entered the Amazon rainforest. So having the trimmer right now has made my job so much easier. You thought that was good. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping worldwide with code word RAK, R-A-K. Get 20% off free shipping with the code R-A-K at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code word R-A-K. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Kettlebells. You would go to the gym and do this or you bring like a kettlebell with no, you? No, I like had them with me where I was living and uh, oh. I would just do like, I, I used to do it before um, before the gym as well though, like before training, you know? Uh-huh. So I kind of got myself accustomed to it and it, I, don't, I don't do that anymore, but okay. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Lift weights. Yeah. And is that it? Um, yeah, that, that's mainly it. Just now it's just sprints and stuff. Um, lately I've been enjoying pull-ups, you know, so I've been doing more pull-ups lately. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, um, what about a night competition? Cause for me, my routine is completely different for a night comp. Absolutely. So I'll get up when I want, um, as long as I have nothing going on Mm -hmm. and I'll have like solid food, you know, like Mm -hmm. whatever I want in the morning, like things that aren't going to cause stomach discomfort. Yeah. Nothing greasy. Yeah. Nothing greasy. Um, I'll try to eat like a couple, like hours before significantly before, um, I'll try to go about my regular day just so I don't, you know, create extra anxiety Uh hours early and then from there, you know, if I need a little something extra, I'll, you know, have a smoothie or something that's going to give me like a little bit of extra sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, do you do you find that you perform the same daytime and nighttime or better in one of them? Um, that is a very good question. 
I think it depends. Um, it really depends on the day. Some days I just wake up and it's more of like an uphill battle. Like, oh, this is going to be rough, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think it just depends on the day. Um, I do like morning ones better, though. Me too. I like getting it out of the way before I realize it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Get it the fuck out of the way. Go out to eat after. But yeah. when it's at nighttime, it's just like you said, doing your regular day to get your mind off of. But that, for me, no. I'm just thinking about it all day. Absolutely. It's, like, it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. Like the anticipation is worse than the actual match. That's exactly how I feel. I definitely. Yeah. It's freaking wild. Um, so I remember back when the Punisher rash guard Marissa when I went against her. <laughs> um, I remember I would like barely lock in a heel hook and you would tap. Yeah, yeah. But now you're the leg lock. You're like the leg lock expert now. Oh, God. You're, you're freaking breaking legs all There's the time. There's people way better than me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you um, you really got really good at leg locks over the past, I believe, a year or two. Yeah. What would you say? Um, what made you start doing it? What made you start, like, uh, working on that being your expertise? Um. So, I mean, for me, it was mainly, you know, I, I made the – decision to transition to more nogi i started enjoying it more mm -hmm. more nogi um uh my first competition back from my knee surgery um i you know i won my first match like, pretty quickly and then my second match i got heel hooked like kind of right out the gate uh -huh. okay like i can't go my entire jujitsu career with not knowing how to defend leg locks or do uh -huh. leg so then i just started training them heavy um you know, I, I have a lot of friends who, you know, who are very good. Um, so I would visit a lot of different gyms and um, train with people who would, you know, do it. And to this day, like, I'm certainly not the best at it. There are people who out leg lock me, you know, 10 out of 10 all the time, you know. Uh -huh. Shout out to my friend Nicole Matthew. Love that girl. <laughs> she could yeah. lock the shit out of me. I would always tell her because she used to come to Immortals all the time for comp class. Yeah. I'm like, there's two girls that you need to roll with. Yeah. Sophia and clock and a clockwork armbar. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish I could have been there for your first role, but I I was probably intense, huh? It was awesome. She's, um, you know, not only like one of my favorite female training partners, um, she's also just like a very close personal friend and we share a lot of memes and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> share a lot of memes. Yeah. Yeah. We share a lot. Of <laughs> We're going to get into that later. The memes. But for yeah. now we got to go over jujitsu. The memes are coming later. I'm leaving that for the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so after you started adding those leg locks to your arsenal, um, were you just relentless going for leg locks or were you more like, I'm going to combine this with the rest of my game? Um, I mean, for a while, um, like in training, I mean, with anything in training, you know, like there are some sessions where you're training to, you know, to do your A game for competition. And then there are ones where you're going to put yourself in your comfort zone to fix certain areas. Mm -hmm. but I, I had a lot of sessions where I was like just doing like leg entanglements. Like I was trying mm -hmm. to put me there so I would feel comfortable I could work the defense I could work the offense um I could work passing so yeah so I, I found myself a lot in in training putting myself in positions so that I could like so round starting in like Ashi or 50 50 yeah so that or either like starting the round and and finding a way to put myself there like backstepping to like a 411 or something you know interesting yeah <laughs> awesome so um, we've talked about, you know, overcoming anxiety, 
we've talked about uh, overcoming, you know, it's how it's kind of tough being a woman in the sport. Um, so are you ready to get into the filth now? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, and feel free to just let me know what we can't touch on and what we can, uh, what we cannot touch on and what we yeah. can touch on. Right. Okay. Cause you know, okay. obviously I want, I want to keep your anim- anonymity. Is that how you say it? And I want you to keep your job. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you are not on a clockwork arm bars, close friends, you are missing the fuck out. <laughs> um, I have a very, 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 very distinct sense of humor. And my inbox is flooded with just people sending me quote unquote funny videos. And I yell at them. I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't send me this shit. It's not funny. Yeah, but the memes that you post, and it's not just the memes; it's the um, it's the commentary of the memes that makes me fucking die laughing. <laughs> like your your close friends list is like one of the reasons I log into Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, what got you into this dark underworld of you know making and sharing memes? I, I've always been into uh, memes. I, I've never like created created memes. A lot of times, it's just curating and sharing them. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've always really um, been into memes, and then uh, you know, lately I've just been more into like sharing them. And I, I saw that a lot of people really enjoyed them. Uh huh. I, I got a lot of positive feedback from people. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I post some pretty horrible memes, and and I've had people tell me like your memes like help me get through my day, and I'm like. Wow. <laughs> Your memes help me get through my day. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad, but so amazing at the same time. It, it really is. And I'm like, man, like, I get it, though, because I'm the same way. <laughs> like, finding the memes and curing them gets me through my day. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, uh, I'll be going through my Instagram, and then as soon as I see your picture with a green ring around it, I'm like, oh, okay, the good stuff. The good stuff. And it's like one of the few uh, close friend stories that'll make me howl. <laughs> so um, in regards to the close friends memes, what's, your, what's up with your obsession with um, Christian Bale? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because it is an obsession. Let's call it what it is. So, I mean... I, I've always really enjoyed the book and the movie uh, American Psycho. Um, uh-huh. it's, I've always really enjoyed. I, I read it when I was, I think, seventeen, and saw the movie, and uh-huh. I really, really liked it as well as the author, Brett Easton Ellis. And um, lately, it's been making a comeback. Um, like the Patrick Bateman memes have been making a comeback. So it's oh like, oh my god, they're so good. I feel not um, isolated. Like I feel like other people enjoy what I enjoy and I'm jumping on the bandwagon. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um what how old were you when you saw that movie? I think seventeen. I, I was older when I saw that movie. Okay. So yeah. I saw that movie when it came out in theaters. Oh wow. Because you know I'm an old motherfucker. <laughs> and I was a kid. I was like ten years old or something. Jeez. And bro, that was not a movie you take a ten year old kid to go oh. see. Not at all. all. The sex scenes and all that didn't really bother me. The one scene with the homeless guy and the dog, that fucked me up bad. Yeah. I was so sad. Bother me. Like, I I can't handle when dogs die in movies, but people, it's like, oh, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, I hate this guy now. Yeah. Um, so so what's your what's your hypothesis on that movie? Do you think it was all just a coke dream or it all really happens? Um, personally, I, I think that. It's, you know, 
all just in his head. I think that he's going into like a psychosis and, uh-huh. head. but there are different theories, but I definitely think um, there are videos that describe it better. There's certain parts of the movie that allude to the fact that, you know, it's all in his head. Yeah. Especially the phone call at the end. Yeah. He's like, I just had dinner with Paul Allen in London two days ago. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's I- the same way. And, you know, it's kind of left open to interpretation. Yeah, I have the same interpretation as you. I think it was all like um, like a hallucination, you know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. <laughs> um, Theo Vaughn, tell us. I love session. Theo <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what got you into him? <laughs> What'd you ask? What got you into Theo Vaughn? Oh, I, I've always been into stand-up comedy, um, like, for years. Even since I was, like, a little kid. Like, I was a little kid watching SNL with my parents. And um, I got into Theo Vaughn probably around the time that I got into, like, Tom Segura and, and all them. Probably, like, 2014, 2015. Uh-huh. And I, I just recently saw him live, like, maybe, like, a year ago or something. Get and, out of here. Where? Yeah, in um, at the Egg in Albany. Oh, that's far away. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you traveled for that, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was closer to it at the time, but okay, yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember. I'm a big fan of Bobby Lee. So, I love Bobby Lee. <laughs> oh my god, do you listen to Tiger Belly? Uh, yeah, I love Tiger Belly. Yeah, that that I remember that got me through the quarantine. I would go do my illegal training sessions. Yeah, and then I would just come home and just listen to Tiger Belly for um all day. And the best episodes were the ones with, um, with freaking Theo Vaughn. Yeah, no, I, I love Theo. I've loved Bobby since the Mad TV days, since I was like a little kid. Oh, so you're an OG fan? Yeah, no, I, I was an OG Bobby Lee fan. Yeah. Yeah, for for me, it it wasn't so much the stand up; it's the freaking podcast. Like, yeah, you you and Bobby Lee are two two like some of the few people that could <laughs> actually make me fucking laugh. Like. I'll listen to his podcast and I'll howl laughing. Oh, he's so funny. And, yeah, and I, I just need that dark, weird, twisted humor to make me laugh. Oh, absolutely. He, he's very good. I like um, Theo has a, a podcast this past weekend that's very good. And I, I fall asleep to that. It's, it's very good. Oh, really? You yeah. fall asleep to that? I mean, I'll listen to it so I hear what they're saying like during the day. And then to fall asleep at night, I put it on like just to have like, you know. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm such a light sleeper. I need it to be I need either dead silent or I need the fan to be on to fall asleep. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Um all right, so we went over memes. We went over the close friends. Now we got to go over again um if you want to or not to comment on certain parts of it, feel free to not Tell yeah. us about tell us about the freaking creeps because sometimes you'll screenshot what people send you and I'm like, yeah, man, I I need to not be alive anymore. This is fucking sick. Yeah, you know it's pretty wild how um how men you know like or, or people in general like I don't even want to just say it's just men how they you know have an inability to communicate with another human being or you know or flirt for lack of a better terms and I. Yeah. Trending messages all the time like oh like people I don't know you know what I mean like it'd be different if I knew them and it's funny it's like people I don't know that are like oh your triangles aren't shit I could beat you up and 
blah, 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 you know. And then you look at their profile and it's always no posts. Yeah. And like one picture and I'm like, dude, who hurt this person? Yeah, it's someone that like I've never met in my life. <laughs> you have like two mutual friends and I'm like, I'm like, really? You're going to say that my jujitsu is trash? Like you're like not even a white belt. You do CrossFit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> CrossFit's still a thing? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so bad i remember i went into crossfit for the first time and i'm like all right we're gonna have some like cool workout i'm excited the workout was three sets of rows as fast as you can and then you leave and i know for a fact just from studying that you have to do push-ups with your elbows in not to hurt your shoulders and this guy was telling us to put our elbows out and i'm like okay. yeah this is just not for me and um Lo and behold, a couple of years later, like no one's doing it anymore because everyone's getting freaking spinal reconstruction surgery from it. Ah, uh, that's yeah, terrible. Man. Never- Fuck CrossFit. Hello? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. You broke out after I said fuck CrossFit. What did you say after that? Yeah, no, I, I just said um, I've never done it before, you know. Okay, good. <laughs> um, you had You had one meme of... <laughs> Uh, he pretty much said all the guys in my dms and it's like some old bald guy said hey 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 and then they'll say fuck you you're not hot anyway yeah yeah that's that's like a common theme (laughs) what they'll keep hitting you up no response and then they'll curse you off yeah yeah a lot of times it'll be like a year of (laughs) no response throughout (laughs) you know and uh and then it'll just be like kind of like an f you you know (laughs) god people are fucking crazy so anyway what is the proper way? What is the proper way to go about it? What's the proper way to slide into DMs? You got to tell the audience. Um, honestly, I, I think it depends. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it's always easier if you like know the person. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I feel like meeting in in person is like a more um, normal way of courtship, I guess. But, um. I guess just don't be weird. You know what I mean? Like, don't start off with, I'm going to kick your ass or something that's like hyper sexual. Like just be like a normal human being and start Mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah. Like a normal conversation. And a lot of people open the gates with you asking for feet pics. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember I'm like, Hey, let's do a, uh, I think it was a video or a picture together. And you're like, Oh, let me just cover my feet real quick. I'm like, what? And you're like, (laughs) It's a long story. Yeah. You have guys hitting you up asking you for feet pics all the time. Honestly, any pictures that I have that remotely have my feet anywhere in the vicinity of the picture, uh-huh. um, I'll get messages, I'll get followed by feet pages. And it's like, guys, my feet are like not attractive. Like, <laughs> that's freaking wild. Yeah. Um, you know, my advice for the guys out there is start off, start off. With a couple of um, emojis, you know, a couple of, you know, not not the fire or the heart emojis, the, the vanilla emojis. Then start a normal conversation and see where it goes. Don't don't fucking uh, start out the gates all creepy asking for feet pics. That's the easiest way to get blocked. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking wild. Um, what were you saying? I said it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so... We've talked about you getting into the sport. Uh, One thing I wanted to touch up on is what's up, guys? This podcast is now sponsored by ExpressVPN. 
Sending data over an unencrypted internet connection is like sending a postcard. Your message is wide open for the mailman and any of those other nosy people to see. Whether you're connected to an unencrypted internet network on your phone, computer, tablet, TV, etc., if you're sending countless pieces of information into the digital world that can be seen and intercepted by many different parties before they get to your intended destinations. Guys, go to expressvpn.com slash R-A-K for three months and a discount if you use my code. I will leave the link in the description. But a VPN or virtual private network creates a secure tunnel between your device and the internet. In other words, it puts an envelope around your postcard so no one could sneak a peek at your private correspondence. ExpressVPN protects you from hackers who try to steal your private information. Every time you connect to an unencrypted Wi-Fi network at airport, hotels, coffee shops, or even at home, you're at risk. A hacker connected to the same unencrypted Wi-Fi network can steal your personal info. With only basic computer knowledge, a hacker could even gain access to your passwords, financial details, or even your emails. ExpressVPN encrypts your internet connection using the highest standard of encryption currently available. If you'd like to take a hacker with a supercomputer billions of years to crack. Guys, I will not name what countries I've been to because I don't want to get killed, but I've been to some countries where Instagram, Facebook, social media is completely blocked by a firewall. And the only way you could view those things is a VPN. And thank God I had ExpressVPN on my visits and it made everything easy. I like to use DraftKings, which is a sports betting app. And if I'm not in New Jersey, it says, oops, not in New Jersey, you can't bet. But guess what? ExpressVPN, baby. I say, guess what, guys? I am in New Jersey and I put my bets in. Another thing I like to do with ExpressVPN, let's say you're watching a YouTube video and it says not available in your country or song not available in your country. Guess what? I'm going to make my VPN in whatever country I got to be to listen. If you're trying to get married to someone rich overseas, um, put your VPN in New York City, even though you live in Timbuktu, get matched with someone, uh, fall in love and move over there. All right. Your internet service provider can see everything you do. Us ISPs can legally sell your data to ad companies. UK and Australian ICPs are required to keep logs of websites you visit. The apps you use in the private conversations you have for one to two years. Governments, large corporations, websites constantly survey you and harvest your data for their own agendas. ExpressVPN puts a stop to that by encrypting all your data and hiding your location. Hey guys, ever um, have a conversation with your friends about something and the next thing you know, you're getting an ad? Yep, that's right. When you let your microphone, um, give your microphone access to whatever app you're on, they could listen to whatever you're saying. You want to stop that? ExpressVPN, baby. ExpressVPN gives you unrestricted um, access to all parts of the internet. Many websites or apps are blocked or or restricted depending on where you are in the world. Certain countries even censor the internet and don't let you access websites freely. Think of a YouTube video you weren't able to watch, a website you couldn't visit, or a sports match you were unable to stream. What about stuff that's cheaper in other countries like Spotify subscriptions, flight tickets, online games? ExpressVPN allows you to reroute your connection to a server in a country of your choice. 
making geo restrictions a thing of the past. All right, guys, uh, I hope you end up using uh, ExpressVPN. They're sponsoring the podcast. I'm going to put a link in the description. If you don't want to look at the link, it's expressvpn.com slash R-A-K. That is expressvpn.com slash R-A-K. Hope you guys use it. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. You know, it's tough being a woman in the sport. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to a woman just wanting to start? Yeah, um, I would say, honestly, um, just kind of doing your research. Um, like, it, it definitely helps to, to visit the gym that you're going to go to. Um, you know, maybe take a trial class, see if you like the atmosphere. Um, you know, for a lot of women, I know it's hard. Some of, you know, some of the gyms kind of have like, um, almost like a bro culture. Uh-huh. And if that's something that you want, great. Um, but if it's something that you don't want, then, um, you know, visiting around, seeing if, uh, if there's like a gym that fits your vibe, you know, um, tell me about the bro culture. Um, I mean, that that's in anything, you know what I mean? Like any kind of sport, but there's definitely, you know, because my gym, um, we are, you know, I don't know if I would call it a bro culture, but <laughs> <laughs> we, we definitely are a lot of guys and the type of girls that stick around are ones like your home girl, Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. Who's a, who's a complete fucking savage. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so um, define bro culture for me. I mean, like some people are like fine in that environment. Like what I mean by like bro culture is just like a gym that's like heavy with, you know, with like young dudes that like, I don't know, maybe they're like talking like inappropriate in front of women or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like Some people are fine with that. They're like, whatever, I don't care. Like, you know, like I, I don't really care too much. Like I'm really good at ignoring things. Uh huh. But, you know, that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. So it's like. If, if that doesn't vibe with you, you know, and you don't feel like you could train in that environment, then um, find another gym that, you know, that fits your vibe kind of. Interesting. Yeah. Because like if it's only guys in the class and someone wants to take their rash guard off, I'm cool with that. Yeah. You yeah. want to talk, fucking talk about whatever you want. But when we have a lot of girls in the class, the rash guards have to stay on. Yeah. And, you know, try not to talk about filthy things, you know. Yeah. So that that's a good way to like avoid, I oh, guess, absolutely. the bro culture. Absolutely. And, you know, personally, like things like that don't bother me, but what, you know, bothers me might not bother someone else. Everyone's different. So it's like, you know, you got to find what you want out of a gym. Some people might want a more gi heavy gym or a more no gi heavy gym. Mm-hmm. It's all about visiting and seeing if you like the the vibe, the atmosphere, you know? Yeah. What, what do you think has, is more popular amongst women, gi or no gi? Um, it really depends. I want to say lately it's no gi just because of the comp scene. There's, it's been more female heavy in the comp scene. Yeah. I would also probably say that maybe it's still gi because of tradition, you know? Yeah. And I feel like as a woman who just starts jujitsu, there's a lot of freaking contact and it's kind of comfortable to have three layers of clothing in between you and the person. Oh, absolutely. Whereas in no gi, it's kind of like rolling naked almost. Yeah, yeah, no, way for sure. Um, and I think everyone, or the majority, I don't want to say everyone, the majority of people start in the gi and then yeah. shout. Yeah, 100%. So you said atmosphere, 
Watch out for the bro culture. And what, what are some other things? Um, let's see. I mean, really just, you know, doing your research. If you like your instructor, you have to like your instructor for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, like their teaching style, you know, some instructors are more wordy than others. Um, some might techniques that maybe you don't care for. Some might have, like, let's just say if you want to do MMA, then you should probably find an instructor that has an MMA background, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, doing your research, seeing if you like your instructor, their teaching style, um, if they're friendly, you know, if you vibe with them, like that's all important too. Yeah. Yanni's really good. I like him because he's very big on the fundamentals, but he also shows a lot of advanced stuff. Oh, absolutely. It's tough to find an instructor that does both. It's like the one guy that only wants to teach heel hooks, and then we have the one guy that doesn't shut the fuck up about fundamentals. Absolutely. He's obsessed with technique, too, which is important. And on top of that, I mean, he's, you know, a very close friend outside of jujitsu. So, you know, like, we we just kind of became friends outside of that, too. You know, like, you have to like your instructor, you know. Same with me. It's like... um. I, I, I think I've spent more time with Yanni than any other jujitsu instructor. Absolutely. <laughs> he's just a great freaking guy. Oh, he's a cool guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, in jujitsu, we talked about anxiety and that, that's a, a part of a much bigger picture, which is mental health. Yeah, for sure. So what would you say is the current status of your mental health and what steps are you taking to not fix it? <laughs> to not fix it <laughs> to not fix it um honestly i i feel like right now at this point in my life I'm, I'm at a very good point in my life um and i definitely think that uh you know training and you know like i, I think it's always a good idea to like go to therapy if you have like underlying you know med- mental health issues you know mm-hmm. even you'll fine um so yeah, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place. The memes definitely keep me going for sure. <laughs> the memes keep me going. It just, just sounds so funny. I love it. Um, and training, you know, like I mean, right now I have a little bit of um an injury. Unfortunately, I had to I had to pull out of my match. We had to reschedule for March. Um, oh, who were you going against? I was going against um, Laura Griffith. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, she's really cool. She was very understanding. Iron Man grappling, they were super understanding. Um, but definitely, it, it definitely hurts your mental health to be injured, you know. Um, but yeah, mainly just, you know, trying to train. Um, I'm picking up a new hobby. I'm starting to skateboard now. That's another thing. For real? <laughs> yeah. Because I thought those stories were just you messing around, like you're seriously starting. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm seriously starting. I bought like a nice long board. <laughs> And uh, my plan is to get good by summer. <laughs> yeah. So let me tell you, um, I have done jujitsu, wrestling, Muay Thai, football, lacrosse. Um, and I have received more injuries yeah. by far yeah. from skateboarding and BMX biking. That I believe. I it, believe. It's so dangerous. <laughs> Do you wear like a helmet and the elbow pads and all that? No, but I'm not doing it for for tricks. I'm I'm kind of just doing it to cruise around, which is why I bought like a longboard. Um, okay. So I'm not doing like flips or anything like that. I'm not going mm-hmm. off like ramps. Like I just want to kind of cruise around and you know get used to it. Just be careful how fast you go because my buddy Manny, he was going down this hill, going super fast, falls, yeah. wasn't wearing a helmet, fractured his fucking skull. 
Jesus. Oh yeah. So make sure when you're longboard, because those things go fast. Jeez. Yeah. Make sure if you're going too fast, slow the fuck down. Don't 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 go for that adrenaline rush. And yeah. Go down those hills. All right. Yeah. No, I don't think I would go on a hill. I'd probably <laughs> do like flatland. You know. That's so good. Awesome. Jeez, is he okay? <laughs> uh, he's better now, but you know, he's it took him a while to recover. You know. Oh God. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> So we talked about mental health. Now, uh, a big topic in jujitsu right now is the topic of self-care. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on self-care and what are you currently doing to fully sabotage that? <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, self-care is really important. Um, you know, I, I think that everyone needs, you know, something outside of jujitsu as self-care. Um, I'm not really good at it. I'm trying to find a balance. Um, I'm trying to make more time for myself. Um, and I'm trying to create other hobbies outside of training and competing so that God forbid I do get injured, which I am right now. Um, luckily I'm still on the match just very lightly, mainly like drilling and whatnot. Uh -huh. um, but, um, you know, just things that I could, you know, do so I won't lose my identity completely. I won't feel like, oh, well, now I don't have any hobbies at all, you know? Interesting. Um, so yeah, that, giving myself time to relax and recover. Um, I'm trying to fix up my diet. That's hard. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I remember one night, I could cut this out if you want me to. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it was... <laughs> You had a caption on your close friend's story. It said self-care and you had cigarettes, asthma medication, <laughs> uh, and a bunch of other freaking stuff. I'm like, oh, man, talk about self-care. <laughs> so how do you – I know a lot of people, they're all about eating healthy, healthy living, and they don't really know how to have fun. I noticed you know how to have fun. But you still have pretty good cardio. Your conditioning still pretty good, and you do pretty good. So, what would you see? What would you say? How does one find the balance between enjoying their life and, you know, also living healthy? Absolutely. So, for the record, I don't smoke cigarettes. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have to do it. Oh, was that just a picture for fun then? It, it was my friends. It was like mainly a picture for fun. But I, oh, I don't... <laughs> like self care, cigarettes, um, and asthma medication. You know, like. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I, I do definitely, um, you know, I'll, I'll go out and, you know, do things that are probably not the best for me, <laughs> but I, I always just kind of make sure that I don't miss training, um, that I fix up my diet around it. Um, you know, mainly just stuff like that. I, I try to, you know, keep everything else up. Like if I'm partying and I miss training the next day, then I don't really feel good about that. Um, so I, I try to keep my routine, um, and, and keep in shape, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, if you're not, you know, having fun also, then it's kind of like, oh, what are you working for? You know what I mean? Like work hard, play hard. You gotta. Exactly. That's actually what Gary said as well. He said, listen, you go out, you have fun. But if that means you're going to miss training, then you fucked up. Yeah. If you have to go to training on only a couple hours of sleep, you yeah. still get your ass to training. Don't use it as an excuse to Absolutely. not. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I remember for a while you were doing a lot of local stuff, grappling industries, you were doing, you know, the super fights and I, and I kept harassing you. I'm like, yo, why don't you do like IBJJF do some of the big tournaments? Yeah. And I finally 
got you to do on American Nationals, which is yeah. one of the biggest tournaments. It's one of the big four tournaments in IBJJF, and you ended up getting gold, which was fucking awesome. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah, so that was um, that that was really good. Um, so I was like, you know, out in Vegas for American National. Um, you know, I, I had like a few setbacks. You know, during that time, um, I had recently gotten my my foot injured, um, and then also um, I had pneumonia. Get the uh, fuck out of here! And I was in antibiotics, so you know, I, I was out there and I was like getting over it because of antibiotics, and. Um, you know, it was, it was very hard. I wasn't able to train the week before, you know? So like, I felt like my odds were really stacked, but at the same time I was like, I have to go out there. I have to perform. And ideally I'd want to do it fast. Cause I can't really breathe well, you know, antibiotics uh-huh. and, you know, get, still getting over it. Um, you know, which, which isn't the best thing. I think that's kind of a horrible thing to do, but yeah, out there. So, um, yeah, and, and I won, and, and I was very fortunate. I, I won by all submissions. I, I won in gi and no gi. Um, nice. I, absolute, though. I didn't want to stick around for that, but <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit more about the tournament, your matches. Yeah, so um, the first day was gi, and I only had two matches in the gi. Um, and I think I won both by collar sleeve triangle. Nice. Um, or triangle armbar. Um, and, and you know, one pretty fast too. They're on, um, what do you call it? Flow grappling. Nice. And then the next day was no gi. And, um, what did I win my matches by the first one? I think I won by rear naked. The second one, I think I won by, um, Kimura. And then the third one I won by like a, a belly down arm bar. I'm pretty sure. Kimura, you don't hit a lot of Kimuras, do you? I will from like a triangle type position. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. So like a reverse triangle. Yeah, a lot of times I'll throw up like a reverse triangle and then I'll go for the arm. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, so I was very fortunate. Is that the only IBJJF you've done? I did um the last not not the last New Haven the one before that I, in I July. Yeah. And and how did what what was your experience there? Did you like it? So that, that one I took silver, um, it wasn't bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad at all. Um, I ended up losing in the finals to, uh, the, you know, decision. And, um, it it was definitely like a controversial decision. I would say like normally Brazilian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) anyway, that, that's kind of why I'm not really into the IBJJFs as much. Yeah. You know, for for me, I just tell myself you got to do both the sub only and the points because um, that's the best way to get your name out there. You know, I I know a lot of people that they only do sub only and then they'll fold completely in like an IBJJF and the IBJJF guys sometimes will go to a sub only and they, they don't know any submissions. So they just fail in that, too. No, you're totally right about that. You need a balance. It's important. Yeah. What's your what's your schedule looking like for 2023 tournament wise? Oh geez, well I was supposed to have my match on January 21st, but um because of the knee injury, it's a little bit of a setback. So we're pushing that into March, and then um I'm supposed to do a teams tournament um with my uh Lydia Coleman and um or that's her maiden name Lydia Vermasco and uh, Nicole Matthew. And um, we're supposed to be on a team together for HCS. But other than those two, um, 
right that's a fun that's a fun uh, little team you guys got oh it's a great team team. (laughs) that's awesome and i'm just focusing on you know healing up this injury um and then you know once i'm all good and back to training completely then you know looking for more things to do cool nice um so we've gotten most of the jujitsu out of the way i wanted to ask one of my last questions how did you how did you start having such a dark sense of humor (laughs) (laughs) um honestly i I pretty much always have like my whole life um you know like i i've always really been into um comedy in general like i've always kind of had like an adult humor um since i was like a kid you know my my dad has a very good sense of humor also you know he was you know a cop now he's retired but oh wow okay humor and uh i would have never guessed that he was a cop yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. He... I would think an outlaw like you definitely would not have a cop for a dad. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he was a cop and uh he yeah, he had a very dark sense of humor and oh. uh, very good sense of humor in my opinion. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And um I, I find myself I'll like watch a regular comedy, I won't laugh at all, but then I'll watch like a freaking if it's a horror movie or an action movie, a lot of the times where you're just not supposed to laugh, I'm just fucking cracking the fuck up. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> what What would you say some of your favorite um, comedy or you know dark humor esque movies are? Um, let's see, dark humor movies. Um, I mean, my my favorite, like one of my favorite movies, is A Clockwork Orange, which. It, I wouldn't say as comedy, but some people would define it as a as dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that that's my very favorite. Um, other than that, how old were you when you saw that movie? I think I was fourteen. I saw that fucking movie when I was three years old or four years old, like Jeez. very young. Jeez. And I'm like, <laughs> that traumatized me so bad. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. Did you ever see the movie with Tom Green, Freddy Got Fingered? No, I've never seen oh, it. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, <laughs> I gotta check it out. You have to watch that. Fucking makes me that made <laughs> me laugh. What about uh, favorite horror movies? Um, so my favorite, my very favorite, is the original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's same, cool. same here. Yeah. Yeah, um, that that nothing will replace that movie. <laughs> um, other than that, I really like. Um, Stanley Kubrick and you know like The Shining and and all that um I I really enjoy slasher movies um Mm -hmm. you know like I like the uh the corny ones too like you know like Friday the 13th and all that you know I don't even consider that corny I I consider that actually scary (laughs) really yeah like the, the what do you think of The Exorcist um I, I think it's like it's pretty good, but like I'm not really as much into like the demonic possession stuff. Okay, yeah, yes. Omen, The Exorcist, that that fucks me up. I love. I, I, what's up? <laughs> I love The Omen. Oh my god! A lot of people don't talk about that movie. Oh, it's so good. That's one of the top scary movies. I even like the third one where he's like an adult. Yeah, yeah Damien. Yeah. And then what, what about um? What about like creepy movies like? Like House of a Thousand Thousand Corpses. Oh yeah, no, I, I really like House of a Thousand Corpses. That's a good one. Um, you know, like Clockwork Orange. That's you know, that's a really good one. That mm-hmm. one's creepy. I feel like all of like Stanley Kubrick's movies are like kind of just creepy. Right, and they make you think. 
Yeah, they definitely make did, you. Did you see Devil's Reject? No, I actually have not. Oh, that's a real good one. I got to check it out. So with a sense of humor, I remember you uh, you told me about your favorite meme accounts. If if the people are listening right now, what would you say your top meme accounts are to follow right now? Okay, so um, so definitely, you know, Zach name. Can you hear me now? Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, I cut out for a second. So definitely, um, you know, shout out to um, my friend Raphael at Jiu-Jitsu Memes um, for Jiu-Jitsu Memes. Uh-huh. Very great page. Um, I, I enjoy his memes. Like, he posts new ones, and I just, I crack up. Nice. Um, and then th- there's there's a lot. It, it depends if it's, like, Jiu-Jitsu or if it's, like, non-Jiu-Jitsu. As for non-Jiu-Jitsu, I mean, like, the big meme pages, like, um, you know, like, Shithead Steve and uh, <laughs> and all those pages, you know, like, there's so many good ones. Um, Grape Juice Boys. Grape Juice Boys is great. I enjoy that one also. Um, I forgot his name, but he posts the female anime characters all the time. Oh, real um, trainer or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, that guy goes overboard sometimes. Yeah, he's great too. He he had a, it was a picture of a bunch. It was like a cartoon of a bunch of sperms, and they're <laughs> supposed to be uh, pit bulls. Like, I can't wait to grow up and bite people for no reason. And the other one is like, <laughs> no, Stan, we're inside of a white girl right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, this guy is sick. I love it. No, he posts some pretty great memes. Yeah, yeah. Lately, I've been getting into, there's a page called Bimbo Fairy, which is really. Bimbo Fairy. Yeah. That's what does she post? <laughs> but yeah, well, what type of memes do, do they post? Oh, they're like, um, kind of like chick memes but like they're they're like messed up chick memes like a lot of them are like making fun of mental health and stuff <laughs> that's amazing yeah that's fucking awesome so um we just hit the 60 minute mark that was yeah. fucking awesome to have you on i'm telling you listen <laughs> you you have to start your podcast you have a no, golden radio I voice know about this now the um the anchor um because it's good because you know a lot of times you know me and scotty can't be in the same room so this is awesome <laughs> yeah just do a call just like this and then um i could be your first guest oh yeah definitely <laughs> definitely have sounds good thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it for having me i appreciate it (laughs) awesome see you soon all right see you soon all right bye -bye. all right guys hope you guys enjoyed that episode before you go make sure to follow my good friend a clockwork armbar i really enjoyed that episode and hope you guys did too as well but before you leave you know what you got to do go to your instagram share the episode Go on whatever platform you're listening to. Give us five stars. Tell your friends and family about it. I have two instructionals out right now. Sultan of, Strang- Sultan of Strangle Scarfold Series and Iranian Body Lock Systems, Weapons of Past Destruction. Make sure to buy them uh, or at least share the link. Thank you so much for your support, guys. And I will see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.